and welcome back to another episode of Church is Stupid. Calm, but I'm Ruth. I'm Elijah. I'm sleepy. Sleepy Sam. Aww. Three hours of sleep. So you're doing good? No. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's three we're more t- hours than you could have gotten. Think about it that way. When I was your five age. less than I should have gotten. <laughs> <laughs> when I was your age, we never slept. I know. We slept uphill both ways. In the snow? Yeah. Barefoot? Barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back. As you can see, we've not gotten any more professional in mm-hmm. our time away. <laughs> but that's all right. Uh, so this week, we're going to be talking a little bit about the church and how they handle emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particular, our episode is entitled Praying on Emotions. Yeah. I uh, almost put praying with an A to make it a pun but then i was afraid people would just think i didn't know how to spell so i changed it yeah that was yeah just everybody know that we were thinking about the pun though yes i just it wasn't lost on us so. that, it, that it is great and i do see the missed opportunity so none of you thousands of people don't don't even, uh, don't comment below that we should have said that because we knew we we do have thousands yeah. and thousands and thousands of People who've never heard of us. Yeah. <laughs> Can you spell the word thousand? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I cannot. So this one sort of came up for me because I think emotions are running really, really high right now in general for a lot of people uh, for a lot of reasons. I mean, we have a lot going on, you know, since 2020, I would say. Like what? Yeah. Things weren't bad until then. Yeah. <laughs> it was all good until 2020. Um, no, didn't we establish uh, in one of these podcasts it was 2016? I don't... Probably. Okay. No, it all started with... Uh, that that gorilla. Harambe? Harambe? Is that who it was? We're not talking. We're not yeah, no, we, right we did oh this God. again. <laughs> that's that's the long-standing internet joke, isn't it? That that's right, Elijah. It yes, sure. Yeah. Right, Elijah. Yolo, dab. <laughs> Sam, I think you're calling me old. Is that what you're saying? We're both doing that. <laughs> what? You guys are so mean. You walked. Did you, you walk the, into it every time? I did you do. hear they're taking the hoppest Isengard? <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> Oh, this is a disaster. This has gone, this has gone poorly. Oh. Speaking but, of emotion, all I feel right now is rage. <laughs> you haven't flipped the table yet, so you're not quite... No. Not it's quite not seething yet, is it? <laughs> not what? Seething yet? No. I don't see the seething anger no. yet. Back so, on track. <laughs> back to... Good Lord. Back to where Good Lord we on high. Almighty. Nice, nice save. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I think I've been in enough different churches that it's safe to say that emotions play a pretty big role in spirituality. Is Mm -hmm. that fair? Um, But there is a certain point where I think churches go a little too far Mm -hmm. and tend to take advantage of the trust that people place in them. Yeah. Is that a fair statement? A hundred percent, I would say. Yeah. I think there's a... I don't really know, like where I can, where where to draw the line and and where to define like 
what kind of what kinds of Christians do this and what don't. But I mean, it's it's clear to see in a lot of situations that um, that there's a lot of like ab- emotional abuse in the church, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are, are uh, sort of just conditioned and taught through you know th- like through teachings you know and, and through the church that they're a part of sometimes that like have almost having and feeling any kind of emotion is like the opposite of what you're supposed to be like doing almost. Um, and I think that we've seen a very, very, very recent and big example of that uh, with the start of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think it's very easy to see a lot of people, uh, definitely a lot of Christians chalk up any kind of, uh, you know, worry or con- general concern or mm-hmm. desire to to treat things in a manner that that people you know to, to do things in a, in a more safe way that some people don't agree with a lot of that is just chalked up to living in fear or if mm-hmm. you want to go even further you know to having a spirit of fear which i think is a sort of a twisted <laughs> a, a twisted version of, of of the gospel and what the gospel says about the kind of thing in order to use that to get what you want that I think that's a pretty recent example of, of that a lot of people can pull from is people talking about living in fear um, over, you know, valid reasons for feeling nervous or afraid of something. Well, and I think in general, social media has made emotional appeal significantly more important hmm. than it was prior to it. Sure. Because everybody, you know, it's that... It's that good thing where everybody has a voice, but that bad thing where everybody has a voice. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. The, the good side is obviously we want everybody to have a voice. The downside is everybody thinks that they're an expert in everything. And a lot of, a lot of the appeals I see, and especially when it comes to the church, my, my favorite current example that's sort of silly is uh and it's been going on since email chains were a thing where you get like an emailed picture of jesus that says if you're my real believer you're gonna share this with all of at at least 10 people or something and if you're not you love the devil that kind of stuff seems ancient now it does but it still happens on facebook oh yeah i still still see it the one um there was the one that was a real believer will share this and, yeah, uh, right. that one's been really popular. And then the the joke version of it with Obi Wan Kenobi, <laughs> that says the same. <laughs> my thing. my child will will share this, and it's a picture of Obi Wan. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and so I feel like that's just sort of perpetuated this problem by making making it seem it, it's or it's so easy to get validation for it, right? right. So easy to find people who will agree with your emotional appeal who will be able to say like, Oh, I totally side with you quote unquote. Cause it's all about picking sides. Mm-hmm. And I guess I just, I really don't shockingly, I don't like the emotional, the preying on emotions. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. And I'm not, I'm not a very emotional person in general. I would say, is that fair? Yeah, I think so. I tend to lean more towards, logic in my natural function as opposed to emotions but i really don't like when i when i feel like somebody's trying to like manipulate me based on how i feel 
Right. It's like if you add a Sarah McLachlan song to something, you're immediately going <laughs> to feel like you have to do something about something. <laughs> yeah. Sam, what about you? On what? Church and praying on emotions, Sam. Didn't um, you listen to our topic? Yeah. About 15 minutes ago. <laughs> what? You've had this pop. This, um, uh, I guess just for me, it'd be like, I feel like just in general, the current climate in the world is hating everybody else, basically. Yeah. Mm. And I feel like the church isn't helping much by, like some churches are like taking stands and others aren't and they're like fighting about it i know churches like in my local area by my colleges they are all like fighting right now too oh yeah well and your your college particularly is in the middle of flint yeah which is has been hit pretty hard yeah right yes and so there's a lot of high intensity emotions that would surround that i i agree i think it's led to radicalization in a lot of senses Mm that has continued to propagate this idea of you're either for us or against us. There's like yeah. an industry made out of it now too, on, like online and stuff with like fake news and stuff like that. Just helping propagate stuff like that. Really? Yeah. There's like, like b- billion dollar companies that just spread fake news and stuff. Jeez. Yeah. That's reassuring. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's a billion dollars. It's, it's but really, like, I mean, it's really not that different than just what, what's been happening the, the way that advertisers uh you know make money just by advertising and, and preying on emotions anyway that they've been doing it for forever yeah. but now it's just such a ripe time uh and like divided time for for uh <laughs> i guess i don't know maybe for people to just be manipulated even easier i suppose on on, on either end of anything because it's just things are just very very tense right now so mm-hmm. um and yeah, it seems there's a lot of examples, unfortunately, of churches not helping with that. <laughs> if anything, you might be able to see and pull up examples of the opposite happening because of the ways that certain that some churches have sort of reacted to the events of the past like yeah. couple of years, honestly. Well, and I think that this is really. You know, it's easy to blame it on the past couple of years, but I think it's been building for a long time. Oh, yeah, of course. I think it's been, I think that's evident in just our country in general is is that that's been building for a long time. And it all comes down to, I, I think there's like a disconnect between what you feel and how you should respond to what you feel. Uh huh. Yeah. And churches aren't good at teaching how to differentiate. Right, and I and yeah, I know we've, the time. Yeah. we've we've talked before about how I particularly feel about Christian counseling and making sure that it's a certified counselor. And sometimes churches put themselves in positions that they shouldn't, particularly surrounding things like that. And one of those signs of sort of immaturity in counseling is this idea when you come to justify everything that you feel without acknowledging that that doesn't make your actions okay. Yeah. Right? So essentially what I mean by that is it's okay. Well, uh, a great example, and I think I've talked about this before on this podcast, is when I was working down in Kentucky 
and Elijah sent me a text message. And the way the text message read was like ridiculously obnoxious. And so I got angry. I was, I was fuming. And within like two minutes, he texts me and says, oh my gosh, I just read that. That's not what I meant. Clarifies it. And it was not mean at all. And so I had no right to be angry, but I had already worked up my right. anger. And so it was I just remember texting you and saying, okay, I understand you didn't do anything wrong, but I'm already angry. So it's just going to take me a minute <laughs> to not be angry. I a hundred percent remember that happening and I do not remember what it was about, no, but I it, can't was, it was just one of those things where you could word something talking about like a reaction or something in a certain way that like was totally in support, but it was just worded in such a way where if it was read from a different point of view, it could totally come across as like, I remember it just it could have come across as almost like insulting or like demeaning, just to, just because of the way it was worded. And I I remember halfway through it, I'm like, oh, I'm reading this again, and it could totally sound like this, which is not what I meant. And I just clarified just before she even said anything. That's my sister. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Sam's gonna pull out the glove and slap your face with it. Yeah, I'm the one supposed to make her mad. <laughs> and he does. But I'm uh, sorry. Point being. But yeah, the point being, so a sign of, I guess it, it's obnoxious to say that about myself but a sign of emotional maturity is being able to recognize that you still feel the feeling mm -hmm. so it's not repression yeah. which i think churches teach a lot <laughs> repression but it's also yeah. not validating well i'm mad so you shouldn't have done it in the first place you should have texted me did you 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 mm -hmm. instead it's that introflection or inter in wow i don't know what word i was trying to go for but Sounds it was pretty Inner reflection? Probably something like that. Introflection. I'm going to make that into a, into a word. Introspection? Intra Introspective. Maybe. That's yeah. probably what I was going for, but I messed that up. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> that ability to say, okay, I'm feeling angry still, so I need to take time to make sure I'm not angry, but there also isn't necessarily a valid reason to be angry, so I need to clarify with the other person, like, hey, I'm not <laughs> yeah, not actually sure. mad at you, just need to need to calm down for a second. And I think a lot of times we don't see that second step happening. We see, well, I feel this way. And in an interest and, and a desire to be kind, we're like, okay, yeah, your feelings are valid and that's good. But the moving past that to, okay, just because you feel this doesn't mean that it's true. Mm -hmm. That's the hard part. Because that's where a lot of the work comes in, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I feel like churches tend to err on one side or the other. Either repress your feelings and be happy all the time. Yeah. Otherwise, you're wrong. Or, no, you can talk about your feelings and the whole world needs to bend to your feelings. And that just is truth. Well, it's, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because it's definitely in no way, in no way is that only or even mainly specific to like the church no no yeah, no i think if, if anything i mean that you just described exactly what the issue or <laughs> one of the many issues with just social media and especially being introduced to social media at like younger ages mm -hmm. is that uh for the most part like all types of conversations or lack thereof revolve around that whole concept of what you just said which is like this idea of reacting to anything and everything uh, in, in a way where you are so sure of what you know is right without ever 
being able to kind of like look deeper mm-hmm. and it, everything is very, very like reaction based and, and encouraged like in that. I think a big, uh, the prime example of that too is, is one, you know, a very popular site that people use that of course is just ripe with political discourse mm-hmm. uh, is one of many is Twitter. And the big thing about Twitter when it first came out was how low their character limit was. Like, you mm-hmm. can only type like 120 characters, I think. I think so, yeah. When it started out and then they increased it, like doubled it or increased it a bit. But even even still, the whole point of it, or at least it was, the point of it was that like you couldn't or weren't supposed to be or it wasn't normal to make long posts about anything. Mm-hmm. And all that kind of encourages is people to just make very quick and witty and pointed like sh- like quick comments mm-hmm. and that's sort of just treated as like what discourse is now yeah um it's because it's very very easy to convey sort of like emotions very shortly like that but it's much harder to it's much harder to go kind of deeper mm-hmm. um and not that this episode is specifically about that at all like just you know like political discourse or anything at all mm-hmm. but i mean a big part of it is uh, uh, Social media and just the way we talk now in general, especially younger generations, but definitely not limited to, um, is so based on just, like you said, like, like, like what you're feeling and nothing really more. <laughs> and the church sometimes doesn't really do a good job of being sort of separate from that. In fact, um, a lot of times they can, a lot of churches sort of like indulge in that sort of way of thinking, but in a different sort of justification, you know, with, with the religion and faith. Well, and I loved what you said about reactionary Yeah. because that's really, that's how we're taught to communicate now. And yeah. also one of the, one of the things you learn in, in communication classes and, and things like that is that a lot of communication is done non-verbally, right? Right. So you read body language, you read, um, I guess verbally would be tone thing, things that the, the less contact you have with the person the easier it is to make assumptions about what they're saying without actually understanding. Oh my gosh, yeah. No. So when you remove one, the fact that we already miscommunicate in person, mm-hmm. then you take away seeing them, then you take away hearing them, all you have are words are on a page. Mm-hmm. And so it's so much easier to disconnect that. And all of a sudden we find a society that's, it's switching, right? Where mm-hmm. that's becoming more common in, everyday conversation because that's how we're taught to communicate is these reactionary things what's your initial response to this and because things move so quickly you have to respond immediately and one of my one of my biggest complaints um as a methodist about john wesley who is the founder of the united methodist church is that he was really reactionary Hmm. (laughs) and so Sometimes when people would come out with like theological discourses, he would within like three days have a response. And if Mm. you would read his response, it was not well thought out. It was not really a theological response all the time. And oftentimes it was sort of, it was sort of like, why'd you even weigh in, buddy? You didn't really need to. Yeah. But now that's, that's the way we're taught to be in everything taking time to respond, taking time to process emotions, taking time to deal with them is not so much a good thing anymore, right? It's almost like 
if you don't respond to it immediately, then by the time you have time to process it, 50 other things have happened that you needed yeah. to respond to. I've dealt with that a little bit this semester in yeah. college. Yeah. Just because there's one class there. Like, they just, it was a teaching class, and they just kept talking about, like, and they would just move so fast. And I was, like, yeah. 50 points behind because I was still trying to process what they're saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I even had a talk with my professor about it the other day. And she's like, oh, you just, like, email me later with what you wanted to say. I'm like, but that doesn't really make much sense because then, like, it, wouldn't really, it wasn't really directed towards you. It was directed towards the class. Yeah. Uh. Well, that's not really participating in the discussion, which I'm guessing is what you were yeah. saying. Yeah. Well, and it's so hard, too, to have an opinion, like a well-thought-out, rather. Like, yeah, like, like it's the first time I've ever hearing everything. it, And, you know, we live in an age where information is so available. I mean, I don't even know if it can become more available. I'm sure it can. But, like, yeah. we've been at this point now where, like, you could, you just know about so many things happening around you and, and, and in, your, in your country and around the world, like, all the time. Um, or, I mean, and you're kind of just expected to know and have a well thought out opinion on everything all the time and to be able to share it and yeah, all the time, like expected to share it all the time and stuff too. And it, it, it can be very well, daunting. I, well, and yeah. ironically, instead of making that make people be more informed, I feel like it's almost done the opposite where it's so stressful to try to maintain everything that you just post something because you have to. Right. And it really is emotion driven. Everything's double. Not I mean, that, it's all double edged, right? Like, not that yeah. everybody, cause I think there are people who have become more well informed from this. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like that's why. And again, you know, if I, if I tell you to your face right now, Elijah, you're stinky and you start crying, I can see <laughs> you're upset. Right. Yeah. But if I type online, you're stinky. I don't see you. Like, you can do a cry react, but it's not the same. You know what I mean? Well, I know this yeah. is a silly, stupid we can, example. Yeah. But everything we're talking about can just be the, the sad thing is it can be delved into everything we've said so much more. Yeah. Because oh, you talk about dehumanization and how it's, it's, it's almost difficult sometimes to remember that people that you are talking to on the other side of a screen Exist. are other human beings. Yeah. Who are just looking at their phone or looking at a computer screen or something and that or when that <laughs> or bots yeah <laughs> then you don't even know but i mean if they are people like yeah. then they get off eventually and they have to go about their day and, and, and feel and think about their own things yeah and, and it's it's almost difficult now to remember that because of you know when which, i actually just sorry yeah. i cut you off you no go? i mean it's okay I uh, just saw an interaction on facebook where it was it was heated and it was unkind and the person responded and said, hey, like, I'm in the hospital right now with my kid. And I just, I'm having a really hard time. And I just don't have time to have this conversation with mm-hmm. you. And the person, again, unkindly responded with like, oh, you must not be that busy if you can be on Facebook or stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And it was just such a mean interaction like Most, so cold-hearted yeah, yeah. and Almost that was all of those people would never ever treat people that way in person yeah. which exactly. isn't 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 defending or or anything like they was kind of actions if anything it's the yeah. opposite it's just so easy to it's the anim not the animosity what's the word being anonymous online yeah, yeah. anonymity anonymity there you go that's a really good easy to pronounce word isn't it anonymity Continuing. <laughs> I'm not gonna I just felt that, but, huh? <laughs> but yeah, no, it's um I think and and all of this in my head 
relates to preying on emotion because I think it, it involves how we're trained to process our emotions hmm. and how the church has sort of jumped on that bandwagon of mm. being, okay, how do we be the quippiest? How do we make people feel the most attached to this place? How do we do this, that, and the other thing? And either churches sure. have like yeah. turned from social media because it's the devil and they condemn it, or they've embraced it fully and, and have those quippy responses to everything and, and do that. And I'm not even necessarily saying it's bad to be off social media or it's bad to be on social media as a church you mean? as a church because yeah. personally it, i would highly recommend getting off of it. <laughs> but, yeah but yeah i get what you're saying though in terms of keeping a presence and stuff and connecting but it's also because because the church was already kind of bad at processing emotions now i don't think they've really ever properly addressed how social media has changed how we process these emotions because, again, we, we've discussed many times on this podcast how we're about 20 years behind everybody else, if we're being generous. And I don't know that we've ever been particularly great at processing emotions, mm -hmm. at least in modern Christianity. And, of course, like every, like every single time we, we say the phrase, the church, you know, we're painting with a very broad brush, knowingly. And, of course, there's examples of any you know there's diversity in the examples of any kind of churches um where i think yeah. we're mostly just talking about our experience well right and Jim, what we've seen in in a lot of examples of like the church yeah i, I of tend course to like, like anything also clarify western church right in tendency yeah, because this is this is where we the tradition we've so i've been raised in at least yeah. yeah um and a lot of this is very specific to again our own experiences so it's hard. It is also weird, though, because, like, from a pastoral level, I do feel like I have a place, a voice in this because I have experience at the different levels right. of, yeah. of this um, sort of emotional connection. And next, we, next episode, <laughs> next episode, we're going to get more into how those emotions are used yeah. in order to get an end result. Um, and how churches are historically, again, not super great at that. Hopefully we can come up with some examples that are not that as well. And, and yes, I think... Solutions, maybe. I, I think, again, the, <laughs> as, as we're ending to or getting near the end of this particular episode, it's important to say that the reason that this, this is such a hard conversation when it comes to preying on emotions and how churches treat emotions is because, again, emotion is a part of a spiritual experience. Hmm. We're, we care about one another's emotions. We get wrapped up in the emotion of praising our God. All of those things, it, it's interwoven into our language. And Jesus so clearly cared about the emotions of the people that he dealt with. And how do we, how do we actually incorporate emotion into a spiritual journey and into a spiritual walk? That's the tough part because... Mm. I think that's, again, all of this about society and, and the way that we communicate now says, <laughs> I know, we live in a society, Sam, you're welcome. <laughs> um, but it's a fine line between, and, and we're learning more about it. What is emotional abuse? What is not? Yeah. What is emotional manipulation? How do you handle those things? And the church 
needs to also have these conversations. And I don't know that they have yet. Hmm. And that's sort of where I'm coming from on this. Any closing thoughts from the either? I think you closed, at least on my part, I think you closed that really well. I think it's perfect. Yeah. Alrighty. Well then, tune in on Thursday for our next episode where we'll continue. We'll get into a little bit more of the history, as I said, and really discuss what it looks like to have emotions preyed on by churches. And from all of us here at Church is Stupid, Comma but. I'm Riz. I'm Elijah. I'm emotionless. We hope you have a great week. <laughs>